Good morning. Welcome to Williams Lake Salation Army live stream service. Welcome to today's special time when we remember about our precious mothers, when we remember about our precious wives, sisters, about women in general, when we commemorate how important their role in the eternity, in the lives of millions and millions of people how much they have done for us to be raised properly, how much they input into our character, into our morality, into our physicality, we will see that from the quotes of some people, and into our spirituality as well. In many cases, the first witnesses of Jesus Christ, the first witnesses of the gospel and heavenly kingdom were our moms or our grandmothers or just in general, proclaimers of the good news who came to us. So I call today's message Mother Who Affects Eternity. Mother Who Affects Eternity. There are many moments, precious moments in my own life when I appreciate greatly my mother's role, her commitment, her sacrificial love, her time which, he spent with, which she spent with me, uh, many teachings which she provided to me, she, she taught me to read at the age of four. At the age of five, I already had been a main reader in the kindergarten, and I appreciate her involvement and her help to me to grow in that capacity. Since that time, I read many books, and it helped to broaden and widen my world. I, I am sure that the, you have many, your precious moments where you can commemorate and and just to be thankful to your precious moms. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, we are so amazed when we look at our moms, when we revive in our memories those precious moments, we know that you've sent them into our lives. You actually gave to us opportunity to be born through them. So we celebrate today our day of birth. Not only we remember about how important and loving our moms are, but we also remember that we've been born because of them, because of their involvement. They carried us in their wombs. Thank you so much for their faithfulness. And thanks to our dear moms for all what they have done for us and in us and around us. Thank you. In your precious name, Jesus, we pray and we commit this time to you and to ourselves as recipients of your truth, as recipients of your light, and as recipients of your hope. Amen. Let us read what, there's so many quotes, you know, I spent some time uh, in the search of those quotes and I took uh, some of them uh, from people whom we all know. So what famous people? told us about their mother's role. The first one comes from pop singer Stevie Wonder. You probably know him. Mama was my greatest teacher, a teacher of compassion, love and fearlessness. If love is sweet as a flower, then my mother is that sweet flower of love. That's how beautifully he calls his mom, sweet flower of love. Another saying came from George Washington. My mother was the most beautiful woman I ever saw. All I am, I owe to my mother. I attribute all my success in life to the moral, intellectual, and physical, even physical, education I received from her. George Washington. 
Another saying comes from Princess Diana. A mother's arms are more comforting than anyone else's. And last quote is from Michael Jordan, famous basketball player. My mother is my root, my foundation. She planted the seed that I base my life on. And that is the belief that the ability to achieve starts in your mind. Excellent saying came from Michael and what how he calls his mom as his root, as his foundation and also as a base of his life from the belief that the ability to achieve starts in our mind. I agree with that. You know, when we come to uh, the scripture, uh, it just jumped at me today. Again, <laughs> when you come to the scripture, it, it depends what kind of glasses do you wear. If you're thinking about mothers, if you're thinking about women's role in, in our lives, then scripture opens to you in a special, in a special focus uh, uh, to that topic. So what I've seen in scripture that crea uh, formation of a woman, formation, not creation, but formation of a woman or how New American Standard Bible says fashioning of a woman came exactly at time when uh, cultivation of a garden came into existence. The necessity of cultivation of a garden came into existence. That was exact time when God decided to fashion women. I, 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 I have no doubts why women so much attached to fashion. They've been fashioned, they've been formed, they've been shaped in accordance with the necessity of cultivation of a beautiful garden of Eden which God planted. And also uh, what I notice also that in scripture there is no one plant had been sprouted before woman has been fashioned. So from even from that we understand why women so much attached to gardening and to raising flowers and to raising plants. And also uh, another important element of formation or fashioning of a woman was when God said, it is not good for a man to be alone. So formation of a woman was a response of God, creators, on, on loneliness and not goodness. Actually, first time in the Bible, God said, it is not good in chapter 2. After creation of many elements of the universe, after completion of the creation process, when he already rested at the seventh day, he said, it is not good for a man to be alone. Let us create a helper suitable for him. So in Hebrew, Ezer Kenegdo, woman is a helper, but absolutely equal. There is no, no one raises above another, nor man raise, raised above woman, nor woman raised above man. There is a quality and ultimate harmony embedded into idea of creation of man and woman. As their connector, it is an absolutely equal helper who stays in front of a man who sees all his needs, who sees all his qualities, and by, by knowing that, 
someone who is able to accomplish, to bring completeness, to bring absolute harmony, and to bring abundance by, by completing what, what is needed. So that's why, that's why women are so sensitive, that is why women are so wise in accomplishing of many things, that is why women are capable to do multiple tasks, accomplish multiple tasks at the same time. And by the way, <laughs> women were shaped and formed and fashioned after formation of a man. So God has seen probably something which man was needed and, and embedded that into women. So many, many aspects. And the last one I wanted to bring from the book of Proverbs where, uh, where God said, My son, hear instruction of your father and do not reject the teaching of your mother so from ancient times in israel uh, people knew that first two years of a child are absolutely important and essential in receiving those most fundamental and basic and important teachings in every area of life which had been provided for those children, little children, by their mothers. That's how important the role of a mother at the beginning of life. She, she is not only give a birth to a child, but she also one of the most essential uh, person in providing serious fundamental teaching to a child. Godly mother, godly mother, as Christ followers, let us understand what is to be a godly mother and how being a godly mother impacts influences her children there is a very interesting saying unfortunately unknown author mothers write on the hearts of their children what the rough hand of the world cannot erase by their love by their provision by their teachings they write on the hearts of children something which is very important and something which eventually will resist to roughness to toughness and to to uh, the darkness of this world we should keep that in mind godly mother godly mother is a godly woman first and as such is to be devoted to god now let us define what does it mean to be devoted to god godly mother who is devoted to god it means that she gives up everything and anything what contradicts or what stays between her and godly purposes and godly plan and godly eternity. So she is ready to give up everything what uh, contradicts or resists to this way which is provided by Jesus. Also, godly woman, someone who is able to appropriate every area of her life in accordance with God's plan, with God's commandments, and with God's purposes. Godly woman is someone who is able to concentrate on something which is most important, which comes from God of lights, with fa from Father of lights, and from Father of many mercies, which means she is able to concentrate on His truth, and not only concentrate, but to deliver this truth to little children, which is so important. We just uh, memorize that from the book of Proverbs. When raising her children, godly mother raises them as having the qualities of God. So she explains, she teaches children 
to receive those qualities of God, to imitate that, to follow after that, and to, to be representatives of those qualities to many multitudes and along their life way. And last one, Godly Mother, in doing so, she has great influence on her children. We already said that. In other words, she influences the future of this world. We understand that when we influence little children, we influence the future of this world in many, many aspects. Amen? Amen. Hey, mothers, direct your child. Direct your child. Teach your children. Let them raise appropriately according to God's plan giving provided for them. From book of Proverbs, chapter 22, verse 6, we read, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Do you see how important mother's role? From the first days, first month, first weeks and years of his or her lives, they get this teaching or training which should direct them in the way which Jesus provided for us. He himself is the way. And then when children will become old, they would not depart from it. I've seen many proofs of this wonderful saying. Another translation from Book of Proverbs, New Living Translation says, direct your children onto the right path. And when they are older, they will not leave it. So the way is the right path. Train, the key word which we just read in New King James Version, train up, Hebrew word hanak. Hanak means dedicate. So what God says through, through Solomon in the book of Proverbs, dedicate your children, inaugurate them as Christ followers, appoint them as Christ, Christ followers by your teaching, by your example, by your way of living by your way of loving them, appoint them, inaugurate them to be Christ representatives, Christ ambassadors, proclaimers of his good news. Hanak, to make narrow. You know how we can dedicate children? We should make their way narrow. Do you remember what Jesus said in the Gospel of Matthew? That enter by the narrow way, which leads to salvation, not by the wide gates which lead to destruction. So, Hanak, to dedicate a child, means to make his life way narrow and directed toward God's way. Or, another understanding, uh, be a neck of a child. You know, there's a famous expression that every family has a head who is a man, but the neck of that man, of that head, is a woman. So, <laughs> if neck you know, directs a turning of a head, then woman's role is so important. Basically, she supports vision. She brings essential part of the vision of every family, or at least she should do that. So, sometimes directing a child comes to the point of strangling, of, of, of uh, influencing child in a, in a matter of discipline. That's how important woman's role is. In Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 6, we read that Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. As I said, train up a child in the way means turn child's eyes, his focus on Jesus. 
be an example to a child of Jesus representative or Jesus follower. From Gospel of Matthew, again, we already mentioned briefly about that. Chapter 7, verse 13, Jesus said, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. In our lives today, there are multitudes who are moving to destruction, not only in secular life, in religious lives as well. We have to be very selective and wise how we build our own faith and our own focus and what direction do we make our main one because there is a wide road in religion which leads to destruction not only secular world but in religious world as well we should remember that and there are many says jesus who go in by it by the wide gates by the cheap grace road by the wide gates of easy version of salvation. We should keep that in mind and never neglect the truth which comes from Jesus, this warning. Matthew 7, 14, next verse says, he, he repeats again, because this is very important about narrow gates or narrow way. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way, not easy way, not cheap grace easy way not fast food of salvation. Difficult is the way of salvation which leads to life, says Jesus. Difficult is the way which leads to life. Just remember that. And I will remember that, that uh, the way which leads to life, to eternal life, that's what Jesus speaks about, is difficult. And the gates are narrow. Have you ever penetrated a fence where there was a narrow space? Do you remember scars, scars on your skin when you moved yourself through the narrow space in a fence? That's what Jesus speaks about. People will reject your understanding. People will neglect your teachings. People will turn away. I, I am lost here in life translation, in life services. I've lost two-thirds of people. When I start preaching about Sion, about Temple Mount, about Jerusalem, and about salvation, which is based solely on scripture, not on theology of men and philosophy. I, I lost two-thirds of people. Should I stop them? No, no, and no, because that's what Jesus says. Narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way of salvation, which leads to life. And there are few. Jesus himself said that. There are few who find this way of life, this truth. Genuine faith as the heritage. We see the great example as genuine faith and commitment and service had been transferred to Timothy who became one of the youngest bishop, one of the youngest regional overseer of churches or congregations which were planted in his time as disciple of Paul. He has been appointed to be one of the youngest bishop. Why? Because of genuine faith, commitment and service which had been transferred to him by his mother and by his grandmother. That's how great role we see of women great role of women we see in this portion of scripture. Second Timothy chapter 1 verses 3 through 5. 
I thank God, says Paul in a letter to Timothy, I thank God, whom I serve with a pure conscience, as my forefathers did, as without ceasing I remember you, he says that to Timothy, in my prayers, night and day. Have you ever noticed when you sleep, but your inner being is still praying? My inner being sometimes even writes songs when I'm sleeping. It's amazing how God created us. Night and day, I remember you, Timothy, in my prayers, says Paul, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy. Do you see what Paul wrote here? That Timothy's service sometimes was accompanied with tears of bitterness and pain because of struggles in his ministry. People offended him because of his age. People rejected him because they did not believe that he was wise enough to provide the way for them, to teach the proper way. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first, says Paul, in your grandmother Louis and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. Paul says, I sure that the same genuine faith, sincere faith, precious faith, which I've seen in your grandmother Louis and in your mother Eunice, I'm sure that the same faith is in you because they've been faithful and supportive and creative and skilled. You've got this faith, you've got this knowledge, you've got those skills and you will persevere and you will be successful, says Paul. Godly women, Louis and Eunice had a profound influence on Timothy's life and through him on the lives of many. Maybe today you're struggling with your child, remember. Maybe you are tightly, tightly pressed by the busyness of your life. Dear women, remember that when you influence one child, you influence a multitude of people in the future of this country and in, maybe in the future even of many countries. So you influence people's lives in eternity. That's how important you are. Never think about yourself small because you are a great ambassador, great messenger of good news. Good news. You are a great instrument of God Almighty, Holy One of Israel in the lives of, of your children. Amen. Never too busy, never too busy to do the work for Christ. That's what God expects from us, never to be busy. So, Paul continues in his letter, in verse 5, When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother, Louis, and your mother, Eunice, and I am persuaded is in, is in you also. Here, Paul, is, Paul reminds of Timothy genuine, which is sincere faith. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 20 and 21, Paul has this to say about Timothy. Now, he speaks about Timothy in another letter, in another letter which he sent to Philippi. For I have no one like-minded who will sincerely care for your state. So Timothy was a great, sincere, obedient, and faithful servant of God Most High. And he served to people who were under his uh, 
supervision. Verse 21. For all seek their own. All seek. All people. That's what Paul says. We are humans. We know how to seek after all our own gain. We know how to promote our children under the good causes to pave the way for them when we seek our own gain and not God's and do not promote, promote God's kingdom. We have to watch for ourselves. Not the things which are of Christ Jesus said, for all seek their own. Not the things which are of Christ Jesus. But about Timothy, he says that your faith is sincere and genuine. What means sincere? Sincere, sincere means that you have no double-mindedness, double-heartedness, and double future plans. One plan for all, and another plan for my children, for my friends. That is called nepotism. That's up, God abhors nepotism. Jesus Christ abhors nepotism. Every leader in church today, in synagogue, will be held responsible for nepotism, for acts of nepotism. We should remember that. Paul noticed that most believers are too busy with their own needs to take time for Christ, but not Timothy. Paul is saying here that there is no one, no one like Timothy. Timothy was never too busy to do, to do the work of Christ first of all. Now, let's speak about transferring the truth to our children. Eunice and Louis, or correct way to say Louis and Eunice, had a practical influence, practical influence, based on their sincere faith, on their son Timothy, because they knew their responsibility in transferring the truth. Not traditions of the family, not traditions of the nation, not traditions of the country first, but first the truth, which is non-traditional, non-cultural, and non-ethnical. Truth is self-sufficient, metropolitan kind, does not depend to any nationality or culture or, or territorial setting. You can tell your kids about the truth of the Holy Scriptures. You can teach them, but it is much different and far effective to transfer the truth, to embed the truth into their minds and possibly hearts. This is great, great wisdom. How to do it gently. How many times we parents, mothers and fathers, cast away our children from Jesus Christ by pressing and forcing and limiting them forcefully and non-lovingly, non-wisely. How are you? How I me? How do we transfer the truth to our children? What are our actions saying about our faith? Remember that kids not only listen, you and me, they watch for us, for our life way, for our habits, for our ways, practical ways. Practicality plays a great role in it. Attitudes which are seen in our choices, in our actions. 
So many homes today are not Christ-centered. They are not only the homes of unbelievers, but also their church or synagogue going followers, Christians or, or followers, homes that are not Christ-centered. They are computer-centered homes, they are video game-centered, they are gardening-centered, they are shopping in the malls-centered, they are vacation and leisure-seekers-centered Christian homes, and they are TV-centered, American football or Canadian football, or sport in general, or TV endless series-centered homes. That's the reality of our lives. Mothers write on the hearts of their children what the rough hand of the world cannot erase. Do you remember the story of Rahab? Rahab. Rahab, the prostitute. She was not only a prostitute, she was a madam, she was a madam, she deceived, she crooked many young women to become a prostitute, but when she has heard about mighty power of God, Lord God, Holy One of Israel, holy fear, she opened her heart to holy fear which is creative fear, which is transforming fear and led God to melt her heart down, to make her heart sensitive to the needs, not only her girls, but also to the needs of citizens of town. And by her courageous actions, by her righteous choices, by the wisdom which God gave to her, on the basis of her openness and her repentance. She saved not only her own life, but life of her family and life, lives of many other people in the town. Great example of commitment. What about Mary, mother of Jesus, Miriam? Do you remember how courageous, how righteous and how brave this young woman was? It could cost her a life. People could stone her, according to the Torah. Kill her on the basis of her pregnancy. She has been pregnant outside of her marriage, outside of her natural way. God chose her. I'm sure God chose her since she was born. I think he knew her before even she was born. In her womb, she knew that this young woman will be courageous enough, will be faithful enough, and will be committed enough to get pregnancy supernaturally by the Spirit, by the Holy One of Israel himself who will visit her and who will impregnate her and let her to give birth to a child who is the savior of the world. We should always remember her tremendous heroic role in Jesus coming into this world in a human way. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we again remember about many days, many times when our moms sacrificed 
their time, sacrificed their choices, sacrificed their preferences, and committed themselves to us, to raise us in a way which is most righteous way, the most appropriate way, in eternity. In, by influence of us, they, they touch the, the future, they touching the future and, and teaching us in an appropriate way. They help to many people around us even today. So living in the past, they still influence current time and they will influence the future by their commitment. We glorify you, Lord God Almighty, who provided for us those beautiful loving faces, those beautiful loving arms who hugged us, who embraced us, and who carried us through the years of our helplessness, through the years of our childhood until the age of maturity. We glorify you, God of love and mercies, for this faithfulness which our moms provided for us. We glorify and sanctify your holy name for every moment where we could call or where we could speak with our moms and get an advice, just to see beautiful smile of support, just to see beautiful fact of their participation in our lives. We did not feel ourselves lonely because of their presence, because of their commitment and their service. We glorify and sanctify your holy name. And Father God, we absolutely appreciate and thankful to your role in this way in our lives. I pray for those mom who do not do well now, who are sick, who are struggling. Please provide protection, please provide healing, and please provide wellness to them. Father God, remember how supportive and loving they were when we were children uh, and needed their help. Please return it to them in your manner, in your in your way, Father God, in a hundredfold way. Please reveal to them this life of joyful presence of yourself and life of abundance which you promised through your precious Son, Jesus. In your precious name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Moms, you are the best. You are wonderful. And young ladies, remember that you have this opportunity. If you are struggling now between giving a birth to a child or not, remember, if you are struggling now between giving a birth to a child or bringing cat and dog into your house, remember that nor any dog or a cat will replace the fact of your responsibility and your mission on this earth to provide opportunity for a child to come into this world, to raise this child in a way which you will influence and touch eternity, future of many people. May God bless you and give you wisdom in making that decision. And also, may God will provide a courage for you. Do not think about struggles and difficulties in this world. God is faithful because he is God of family. Be courageous. Husbands, be supportive to your wives. Be supportive to your daughters and be supportive to your moms. Don't forget about that. May God bless you and keep you and shine upon you by his countenance. Amen. Be blessed.